Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube's Retro Reviews with the No Swear Gamer, and you're listening to Two Dudes in a Ness. Two Dudes in a Ness? That sounds like you're two cowboys talking about your beloved horse Nessie. Ah, uh, we can fix that. Let's get out our teacher pen here and take that away. And I'm guessing they're not talking just about the system, but the games. And Okay, that should do it. Let's try that again. You're listening to Two Guys in a Nintendo Entertainment System Game Pack, P-A-K, right here on the Retro Junkies Network. Yeah, that works. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? You know what day it is? Saturday, June the 14th? No! You're oh, supposed, wait. We're, you're supposed yeah. to... Uh, yeah. Okay, we're so just, yesterday was Friday the 13th. We were going to pretend mm-hmm. like it's Friday the 13th, but just screwed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You want to do it again? Yeah. Hey, it's Justin. Hey. You know what What's day up? it is? Uh, Friday, June the 13th? Yeah, Friday the 13th. Full moon? Mm-hmm. Did you see the full moon last night, actually? It's not nighttime yet. I don't oh, yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, let me just say this. I know tonight the moon is going to be big and beautiful. Yeah, I, it's going to be a yeah. strawberry moon, right? Is that what I heard? I don't know. No. Anyway, it's going to be a full moon. Full moon okay. on, July, on uh, Friday the 13th is like a big deal. Yeah. It only happens like every 30 years or something. Uh-huh. It's a good excuse to play Maniac Mansion, Maniac Mansion, exactly. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Maniac Mansion, definitely one of those games with a, with a big cult following and a lot of fun, a lot of funny aspects of the game. Yeah, I like this... to think of it as the father to um, Conker's Bad Hat Hair Day. His Bad Fur Day? Games like this and uh, Mon- Monkey Island and all that stuff, they did kind of mm-hmm. pave the way for comedy in games, I feel like. I like I like comedy games. Yeah, me too. Because it's, it's it adds another element to it. It's almost like a movie. Which, speaking of movies, we can talk about a little history and how this game came about. Sure, history, yay! Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Wait, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Tidbits and trivia? Well, if you're going to do redundant, you might as well do it all in. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia, delicious details, funny factoids, terrific trifles, background briefs, marvelous morsels, and Wikipedia excerpts. All right. The Maniac Mansion was uh, released by none other than Lucas Films. The famous Lucasfilms, who uh, Lucasfilm Games, who released a lot of different games, uh, created by none other than Ron Gilbert. Crickets. Well, the game is created by Ron Gilbert, but I'm talking about Lucasfilm. Oh, Star Wars. George Lucas, yeah. Star Wars. All right. 
All right. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I know that our podcast is kind of catered to like the nerd and geek community, and I'm going to get a huge backlash for saying this, but actually, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm not going to say it. Don't you, fall on the sword. Don't fall on the sword. I'm not doing it's it. Not I'm not doing it. I set it up. Don't. I set it up. You uh-huh. know, I got ready. I leaned right. over. I'm not going to fall on it. I'm not going to do it. So, it was originally released for the Commodore 64 and Apple II. And it was Lucasfilm's first game to, uh, to, to get into the video game making. And uh, the game was conceived by a guy named Ron Gilbert, as you have already said. And he worked with a guy named Gary Winnick. And they took on the task of, of making an original game. They were working for Lucasfilm at the time. And uh, they uh, Noah Faustine was a guy. And he uh, hired Gilbert on a three-month contract to program the game Coronas Rift. And Winnick was working on a game called Labyrinth, the computer game. And then they were asked to create a... Once Gilbert was hired full-time, they were asked to create a, an original idea game. So these guys got together, and they, they found out that they had a, a, a passion. They both had a passion for, like, movies, especially B, what you would consider, like, B-rated uh, horror movies, kind of like your cheesy horror movies. And that was really the inspiration that they took for this game. They wanted to add a lot of comedy into it as well. They also talked about uh, Gilbert Winnick when they were when they were designing this game. They didn't write a lot of stuff down. Basically, it sounds like there were a couple of guys who just got in a room and just you know joked around, messed around, come up with a bunch of ideas and created this game. Which this game kind of feels that way. It does. You, yeah. you know, just a couple of guys. You know, you know, a couple guys who just said, "Hey, make this game." We're going to do that. It's kind of like this podcast. Yeah, just a couple guys screwing around. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they drew inspiration because from what Winnick called a ridiculous teen horror movie. And they're where they're slaughtered one by one, and they uh, compared this to cliches of other popular horror films, as such as Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a couple good movies. Mm-hmm. So, um, one thing that was interesting about this game is when they started development, they were they were moved. The Lucasfilm Games was moved to the stable house on Skywalker Ranch. Now, do you know where do you know what Skywalker Ranch is, Mike? Uh, is it wanna... like the Disney World for Star Wars or something? Oh uh, no, you're disappointing our nerds. I'm sorry. Uh, it's where George Lucas lives, basically house. So it is like Disneyland for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So they moved the Lucas Games to uh, an office in the stable house at Skywalker Ranch. Like where he keeps his horses? I guess. Yeah. You guys... <laughs> Alright, look. Guys, I got some budget cuts. Trying to make them Star Wars. But I'm gonna move you over here to, this, uh, to, the, to the barn. Just go to the barn. <laughs> Figure this out in the barn. Yeah. Uh, and Gilbert said that they used, or uh, Winnick, I'm sorry, actually said that they used the ranch's main house as inspiration to the mansion in the game. So uh, they used this uh, library with a spiral staircase, and a media room with a big screen TV, and, and grand piano that were like house that were like room, rooms in the main house at Skywalker Ranch. So it, that was pretty interesting. Well, as far as the design of the game. Uh, in order to pro- program the game in which they wanted, they had to basically can't come up with a whole new scripting language. So this is kind of a famous scripting language that was used for several LucasArts games. Scum. Scum, exactly. You know, <laughs> scum, you know what scum stands for? Scripting. Okay, I don't want, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Okay, I'm, thank you. You know what it is, right. It's script creation utility for Maniac Mansion. Uh-huh. 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 And so, you know, it, it, it was actually even referred to uh, in some of the... In, in the game and some even later games which used it. Uh, 
And then when it was ported to the NES, they used a uh, kind of a modified version of that called the NES Scum. So anyway, when we talk about going through the NES, when we ported it to the NES, when it was ported to the NES, it was published by a company called Jaleco, or Jelco, whichever, I don't know, J-E-J-A-L-E-C-O. Hey, isn't Jellico a city in Tennessee here? It is. Uh-huh. I wonder if they're connected somehow. Well, they're spelled different, but I don't know. Oh, okay. So it was published by them in September of 1990, and it was Lucasfilm's first game to be released in the NES. And it's kind of got an infamous history with their relationship, with their working relationship with NES. If some of our listeners have already read one of the articles that uh, Michael put up, um, the guy, Doug, Douglas Crawford, Crockford, not Crawford, Douglas Crockford was uh, volunteered to manage the development for the NES version. And so they tried to, they knew some of the, some of the parts of the game, um, they uh, were, were probably not going to work because Nintendo kind of took a hard stance against anything, uh, anything colorful, maybe colorful language, mm-hmm. you know. So um, suggestive themes. Suggestive themes is a big one. Nudity. <laughs> the nudity thing's a little ridiculous, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, one thing is during its initial development for the home computers, Lucasfilm censored did actually censored some profanity in the game itself, which was the uh, David Miller's opening line of the game. You know, we're a family-friendly game, or we're a family-friendly podcast, so I'm not going to say this, but it, it, well, it did say, don't be a blankhead, and they changed it to don't be a tuna head. Hmm. <laughs> They used tuna a lot to replace the dirty words in this game. <laughs> Did you have so, you noticed that? Yeah. It's like anytime pretty... anytime something's suggestive or it's just not a good word to be using, they just mm-hmm. replace it with tuna. Right. Hey, we should start doing that on our show. Right. So maybe maybe yeah, I like that idea. Um so one of one of the big things that Nintendo had a problem with is the use of the word kill. Which uh, Crockford uh, actually took kind of a offense to that one because he even used the he even referenced in this article about how and even in Super Mario Brothers the idea is you're killing creatures uh, and he said basically killing creatures for no other reason than they're just in the way. <laughs> so <laughs> Mario uh, Mario Mario is a real tuna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, he references it about, you know, you can, oh, you can, uh, uh, you can't say the word kill, but you can throw fireballs at things and kill. And, and so the act of the, of the kill is not the bad thing. It's the use of the word kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, r- real quick, it should be noted that that article I posted was actually written by him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. David, yeah. So, so all you people who are going to get on to Justin about the historical accuracy, please note that he read an article from the man himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, they they had one, so it can it contained also in one of the rooms of the house. It contained a lot of arcade games, and one of the games was called Kill Thrill, which of course that guy referred to. Kill had to be everything. Everywhere kill was used had to be replaced. Uh, and <laughs> Doug Glenn, our director of marketing, suggested that they changed it to Muff Diver. Okay, <laughs> now, which uh, Crocker said he thought was a good idea, but then Nintendo sent him back and said, "No, we're not going to approve of that sexually suggestive or explicit language." So they used none other than Tuna Diver. Diver. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if we, I approve of us saying that on this podcast. All right. I'm not going to say it. Tuna Diver? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't have said the other one. Yeah, well, hopefully okay. there aren't any, any children it, who know what it sounds like. 
it's it's historical, Michael. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's okay, right? Yes, it's historical. Okay. As long as it's history, it's like, uh, well, no, I won't say it in order to not offend you. But, you're not, you're uh, not offending me. Don't worry about that. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's the children. I'm worried about the children. So Crockford, I, I'm kind of, I'm gonna jump back to something I said earlier because I found this quote. Uh, I love this quote. Crockford said. In the Super Mario Brothers games, which are considered clean and wholesome, kids routinely kill creatures, and the only motivation is that they are there. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. Um, So just to go go into kind of one thing that they said they had to change was in Dr. Fred's first scene, he says uh, in, in the original game, getting your brains, getting your pretty brains sucked out. And they didn't like that, so they had to uh, change sucked to removed, to getting your pretty brains removed. Um, one day they said, there's one quote from the game talking about Dr. Fred where it says, Well, Mommy, I'm worried about him. Well, Mommy, I'm worried. He hasn't eaten in five years. Yeah, so he's been bringing those bodies and he carries those bodies to the basement at night. And Nintendo was concerned that that referred to cannibalism. So they changed that around. Um, and, you know, it's just, and then none other, one thing that really bothered me, and I think it bothered Mr. Crockford as well, is they made him change, they made him take the reference of the NES scum system out. They didn't like the word scum. Well, yeah. NES scum, it kind of sounds like. It doesn't really sound good. Yeah. I'm kind of with them on that one. Yeah. Yeah, now, nowadays, you know, we know what scum was. Back then, nobody knew what the scum was. It was just something they called it internally. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo gets it and it says NES scum at the end of the game. And what are, I mean, of course, what are they going to do? Yeah. Even if you try to explain it to them, you know, there's a culture difference there and a language barrier. Well, I guess they could have taken it and just wrote all of the words out. Yeah, they, they would have made more sense. But, anyway, the nudity part is they had to remove a statue. And one of the parts about, um, uh, there was a mummy and a suggestive poster. Of some, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Um, he's completely wrapped in bandages. There's no skin. And so the mummy had to be... Yeah, mummy's gotta go. Um, and then the, probably the biggest change in the game was Nurse Edna's sexually suggestive conversation. Which some of those were a little... Yeah. Probably need to be removed. As far as marketing to their kids. Um, but one thing that didn't make it through in the original release of this game was Sid and Razor uh, can order can be ordered by you to put uh, the hamster in the microwave and blow it up. Yeah. That kind of slipped through the cracks there and once Nintendo realized that they did a re-release of the cartridge that was taken out. But For- um, Fortunately, I have the hamster blowing up version. Now it's time for Michael's quest to find the cart, where we find out if Michael had this as a kid, bought it on eBay, or got it through other means. If you think Michael had it as a kid, press A now. If you think he bought it on eBay, press B now. And if you think he found it through other means, please press up, down, left, right, select, start, and the reset button all simultaneously now. Well, since you, that's a good segue. Why don't you tell me how you got the game? Well, um... I got this one, I, I believe I've talked about him before. I had a neighbor kid, mm-hmm. get, yeah. we traded all get, we traded all our games at one point, mm-hmm. and I got a bunch of NES games from him, so I got this game from him. He was basically obsessed with this game, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see why. I mean, it's got a, a lot of people are obsessed with this game, it's really a cult. Yeah, like I it's, said, it's got a cult following. Yeah, so I got it from him. I never really could get into it when I was a kid. I guess just because it controls weird, you know, and you gotta 
it's really you gotta pick dialogue and all that stuff. We can get into it in gameplay, but I couldn't get into it as a kid. But mm-hmm. I hang I hung on to it. I'm really glad I hung on to it because it's now I can play it and it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, I'm talking about these games when I had them as a kid, and I sound like the dumbest kid in the world. I promise, I grew up to be an actual intelligent individual. But when I was a kid, I really—I must have really been dumb. But yeah, I've had this game for another boring story about how Michael's always had this game. Well, just—I don't know if people like this segment. Just hear me talk about how I've had it since I was a kid. It's interesting as far as games that we talk about now, as far as what Nintendo was doing back then. And I kind of get it when they wanted all this stuff changed because they weren't designing games back in the, in the 80s and early 90s for adults to play. Adults just didn't play video games back then. They played com- they play them on the computer, which right. is why Maniac Mansion works on the computer right. more, more so. Well, and I would argue that there's more freedom in designing computer games because right. you didn't have one company controlling who was releasing games for it. But anyway, I mean, the thing about it is, back then, like I said, back then, you know, my dad didn't play video games. He played Mario. Um, but that was about it. And then, you know, your dad played video games until you shown a great interest in it and you got tired of it. It's like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, um, sounds about right. <laughs> but, and it just, today, I think a lot of the games that you design are you can design games for adults because adults play video games. And I think that that's because we have grown into adults because the original people that they were designing games for, the kids, are now adults. Speak for yourself. That's all I got to say about that. Michael, you're almost 30. Okay, I think you can call yourself an adult now. I do have a lot of bills. Isn't that what makes you an adult? Bills. Stress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so I, I guess in, in, I can really see that, um, how they wanted to design this game certain ways. The game discussion, finally something that makes sense. Anyway, let's, let's talk, talk about, about the game. Oh, jeez. Right. You can't, you can't talk for the rest of the show now. All right, it's your show. Go. Uh, well, you just got jinxed. Mm-hmm. Alright, so this game... Let's start with the manual, I want to. I couldn't find let's the NES the manual for some reason. Okay. But I have a little snippet from the computer PC manual. Mm-hmm. I want to read a little bit about it. Okay. There are weird people living in Maniac Mansion. Dr. Fred, a quote-unquote retired physician-turned-mad scientist. Nurse Edna, a former healthcare professional whose hobbies would make a sailor blush. (laughs) Weird Ed, a teenage commando with a hamster fetish. And then there's Dead Cousin Ted and the Tentacle. And somebody or something else. And that what's a sweet young cheerleader named Sandy doing in Dr. Fred's basement? Your goal is to direct a team of three local college students, including Sandy's boyfriend Dave, through the mansion to rescue Sandy. As you explore, you will meet strange inhabitants of the mansion, and you'll discover Dr. Fred's ambition to control the world one teenager at a time. Yeah, that seems really just <laughs> it. You want to control the world, you capture teenagers? That's hilarious. Yeah. There's one more really cool thing that came with the, the, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be noted. There's like a like a poster that you would see. It's like they they make a poster out of a bulletin board that you mm-hmm. would see at, at at like a college campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just it's awesome. If anybody has that with their game, I don't I have it. Me. I don't have it with mine. I would love to find one and hang it up in my game room. I think that would be awesome. But yeah. Or your bedroom. <laughs> have that hanging up in the bedroom. I don't think Amber would uh, would take to that too kindly. Yeah, uh, well, you know. Um, um, I like the fact that all the people that live in the mansion are the Edisons, and all of their first names 
I pretty much rhyme with some kind of Ed. So there's there's Weird Ed. Hmm. Then there's Edna. Dr. Fred. Dr. Fred. The and tentacle. Dead Cousin Ted. Yeah, and the tentacle. Tentacle doesn't really rhyme. It but I'm giving, a, I'm giving them a pass because it's just a tentacle. It's hard to name it something else. Uh, maybe like... Uh, Dread the tink the tentacle. Dread. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't know about that. We can play the name game. You wanna play the name game? Uh, I'm sure our pre- our listeners would appreciate that. Okay. So you could do Ed Ed Bo Bad Bo Bad Banana Fana Fo Fred. They've already got that. Uh, me my mo Med 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 the tentacle. Med and bed the tentacles. Med and bed. There you go. Med and bed. Uh, is it me, my mo? I thought it was fee five mo. Did I say me, my mo? Yeah. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah, you got to. You got. You're. You're from now on the name game guy because <laughs> yeah, well, obviously I can't remember how to play. I. Uh, what, what's your role on the podcast? I'm the name game guy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Pretty much. <laughs> Hey, I wonder if we could get... Okay, this is going to be a super tangent. I wonder if we could get uh, Super Dave Osborne to come on the show mm-hmm. and do the name game with us. The na- yeah. The name game has never been done one better than Super Dave Osborne. First. I'm going to have to find that on YouTube or something and mm-hmm. post it on our Facebook wall because... It's amazing. Anybody who hasn't seen that, you, you once you see it, you'll agree that nobody is allowed to do the name game except for Super Dave. Yeah. You know, he's still working. Is he still Did doing you know, stunts? Uh, not so much. But he's, he still does, you know, some comedy stuff. Now, because I heard him on uh, Adam Carolla's, who's on Adam Carolla's podcast not too long ago. And I didn't know who his uh, brothers were. Uh, what? What was that guy's name? Oh, I'll think of it. Anyway. Back to the game. Yeah, he's got some famous brothers. Um, I, you know, normally we kind of review games, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I just want to say that I love this game. Mm-hmm. I think the controls are a little clunky. Um, that's about it. I think it's, it's it's a really cleverly written game. Even on the NES, where they had to take a bunch of stuff out, and it's fun, and it it's it's something unique on the NES. It's something you're not going to get out of basically any other game. Unless you, you'd have to go to the computer to play games like this. But it's, it, it kind of works on the NES. Yeah. As long as you're patient with the controls. And uh-huh. I, I really enjoy the game and I love it. Right. I, you can give your opinion on it if you want to. I think there's just so much to talk about outside of our personal opinions. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'd say we just continue to talk about all the weird nuances and things in the game. Yeah. I, I especially like the fact that there's a there's the Hunkomatic machine. Yeah. You like yeah. the Hunkomatic? Yeah, the Hunkomatic. Would you imagine having a Hunkomatic uh, machine? How I think cool that's. That a, I think that's what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uses, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's how he gets so buff. That and a steak, steak breakfast, steak, steak and, and eggs. Yeah, steak and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Driving around the tank. Uh, Super Dave Osborne's brother is Albert Brooks, uh-huh. the famous actor Albert Brooks. So. Well, wouldn't you know? Right. Hey, do you know? Uh, this is gonna, man. I, 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 I we're gonna go off on so many weird little mm-hmm. rants. But did you, you know, Sandy from the game? Do you know what her last name is? Uh, no. Kapowski. Pants. Pants. Sandy pants. Sandy. <laughs> it's Sandy pants. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Sandy pants. The, uh, your, your. It's almost like something you would say if you were making fun of something like that. Get, those, get your sand out of your britches. Somebody's in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So the... Uh, well, the, the uh, box art changed for the for the NES as well. Mm-hmm. Do you? It went from like a dark box to a bright white box with red bloody writing and I love it. I think it's I think it's the better box art too myself. Yeah. Um I don't know if you agree. No, I think uh I like it too. Um 
Now, do you know who uh, actually tried who who made the music for this game? Mm, George Lucas. No, George, the Fat Man Singer. Mm, George the Fat Man. George He's probably really man. skinny. He actually is. Yeah. <laughs> it might be fat as in like. P H A T. No, like well, you know, like a jazz term. You know how jazz is a fat oh, yeah. daddy. You know things like that. He's a fat cat. Yeah, it's a fat cat. Alright. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of ways to lose in this game that are really unique, I think. <laughs> I, I think it's really hilarious how some of these ways that you can lose. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I, I know this may not apply to the NES game, obviously, because it's not... There is no copyrighted aspect to it. But there's a in the copy protected versions of the game for PC. I just thought this was unique. There's a code in the security door that you that you have to get from the copyrighted the, when you buy the actual game. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you enter the wrong code, an alarm will go off and the house will explode, killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, most yeah. of most of the, most of the ways to lose involve the house exploding. Like yeah. if you go, like if you go down to the bottom of the drain pool and push the big red button, the house explodes. Yeah. Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can whenever you drain the pool. Uh, it's supposed to serve as a cooling device for the nuclear reactor. <laughs> so <laughs> if you if you wait too long before refilling it, uh, the reactor will overheat and the wait for it, house will explode. I love the idea that Dr. Fred has a nuclear uh, reactor in his house. Yeah. As if it was, there was something that was small enough to do that. Right, right. And be cooled by a bathtub. It's a mansion, you know, so maybe he's just got a big enough place. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Well... Also, did you know that this was one of the first games to to include product placement? I did not, but I've got a couple more house exploding situations. <laughs> well, you Sorry. Can... Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. They're really they're really good. Okay. Um. If you enter the secret lab and activate the self destruction, the house explodes. Of course, of course. I shouldn't have even read that one. <laughs> that was a given. Okay. If you enter the the meteor's room without a radiation suit on. You would think it would just kill the kid that you entered the room with, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what does it do? It makes the house explode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. All right, go ahead, sorry. Product placement. Yeah, it was one of the first games to include product placement, which it uh, included the Pepsi name. Boo. Uh, several, not, yeah, I don't yeah. not like Pepsi. Well, you know, they just went with probably whoever. Do you think they... Uh, uh, there was like a bidding, like Coke and Pepsi was bidding for the game. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah. And did you know Maniac Mansion was one of the four games that the NES developed to be translated into Swedish? Oh, Swedish. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did and, not know that. Yeah. Pretty awesome. If you ask me. Um, you can, uh, there's a lot of ways you can get to a dead end in this game where you just can't go any further, uh-huh. which that, that's a little frustrating to get to a spot where you've just kind of painted yourself into a corner. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go on, I'm not going to go on about that, but it, it's, it, you know, not, games nowadays basically do not allow that to happen. And we talked right. about this a little bit with, um, A Boy and His Blob, where, David Crane had designed the game to where you could screw up and lose your blob. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo didn't like that and made him bring the blob back. Right. This game has a lot of a lot of ways that you could screw up and get yourself stuck. So, mm-hmm. Right. Which, for better or for worse, it is what it is. Other cliches. Insert here. <laughs> um. <laughs> but you know what's funny is this it has so many different levels and elements to this game, like the combination in order to like to enter the lab and things that you're talking about. 
it's like the, they really they really took some time to develop this thing. Yeah, it wasn't did. just a. It wasn't, and, and really put in a lot of uh, nuances and uh, alternate endings. Mmm. Which you know, choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of, sort of. Right. Uh, you've got. Uh, let's talk about the endings a, a little bit. Okay. There's the the, the meteor police ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 which which requires but well, oh, wait a minute this this you know the meteor police ending will require Bernard to be on the team it's something to note let's go back and talk about the characters before we talk about the ending because there's okay. what six seven eight characters that you can choose from uh yeah you pick three right? right and depending on the three you pick that can change the course of the entire game because they all mm-hmm. have unique skills right. right right things that they can do um. And, for instance, the hamster. Only certain characters will put the hamster in the microwave. Some will just... Some will, some will say, that's a bad idea. I do not the, want to hurt this hamster. The sick... The sick individual, Sid and Razor. Well, you know why they're like that. They're musicians. They're rockers. Yeah, they're yeah. rockers. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, Sid. yeah... Go ahead. There's, there's... You know, there's different characters. You pick... Uh, you pick three. Mm-hmm. And depending on who you have, you get different endings, you get different paths sort of through the mansion. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the characters a little bit because they've got some pretty cool, unique characters. There's Dave Miller, who is just your typical college protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Sid. Uh, by the way, Dave is the one who is the boyfriend of Sandy Pants. Right. I feel like we're gossiping. High school gossip. Yeah, Dave is the uh, mm-hmm. is the boyfriend of Sandy Pants. Right, and and right. he is actually he's actually required because yeah he's Sandy's boyfriend. So you Which have is to kind have of Dave. bad because he's really kind of the weaker character. Of all yeah, of he has no special skills. He doesn't have any unique traits. Why is he the one that has the girlfriend? He's got curly hair, kind of an afro. Yeah. Why uh, I don't I don't know yeah I don't know how he got a girlfriend. Yeah, he's boring. <laughs> he has no, he's not a musician. Yeah, he doesn't put hamsters in microwaves. Sid uh, Sid is a musician. He's trying to start his own new wave band. Maybe we should uh, convince Sandy Pants to, to you know maybe see somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, get get Sid in there. He's got them Ray Bands. He's he's a cool oh, yeah. dude. Hey, Sid, also, there's a part in the game where you can, you play the piano and you can record it and send it off to this record producer guy. Mm-hmm. And then you get a contract back in the mail. Yeah. Of course, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly if this is all the right details, so I may have gotten a few details wrong. But basically, you, you play, Sid can play the piano, mm-hmm. send it off, get a recording contract, and then he takes it to, I think it's the green tentacle, maybe the purple, I think it's the green. You take it to the green tentacle, and the green tentacle gets super jealous and kills you. <laughs> and kills you. I mean, that's just so funny. But, oh, how did he? You know, my grandfather went the same way. Yeah, hand to God, hand to God, he went the same way. But what's 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 crazy to me about that whole situation is that's something you don't really have to do, and if you do it, it gets one of your characters killed. Right, <laughs> you play the right. piano, get a rec- get a recording contract, take it to the Green Tentacle, and it gets you killed. Uh, the Green t- the Green Tentacle, how dare you! This is supposed to be mine. <laughs> this is supposed to be my time. This was my dream. Imagine, like, the green tentacles look. It would be hilarious if, like, you know, if you remade this game and, like, you handed, you showed the, the green tentacle your letter, and the green tentacle just, like, slowly looks up from the letter. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <laughs> it's on. <laughs> okay, and then there's, there's, there's Michael F. Stoop, who is the, or Stop, who is, for lack of a better term, is the token black kid. Mm-hmm. He's a photographer for the college newspaper, and he can develop film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Then you have Wendy. The rider. From the Wonder Years. Yeah. Uh-huh. She wants to be a famous novelist. Mm-hmm. And she's a good writer. I don't know what, how you can use her in the game because I never picked Wendy. But she's she the writes. only one that can fix the manuscript for submission to Mark Etier. Oh, okay. So you have to have Sid and Wendy together, I guess, to get mm-hmm. that contract. Right. Right. Okay. And then you get the contract and make the the tentacle. <laughs> I guess the contract's used for other things too. I don't. I don't really remember because I never took that path really. But uh, I guess if you if you uh, use it somewhere else, it progresses you forward in the game. But if you take it to the green tentacle, he gets, <laughs> he gets jealous. How dare you, sir? Then there's there's Bernard, president of the physics club and winner of the college's geek award. <laughs> I gotta imagine that there's probably not a lot of geek work going around. But let's just say, okay. Yeah, see, uh, his skills are actually probably the most useful, I think. Because he can fix the radio, he can fix mm-hmm. the telephone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem is he's a coward. He does not like the green tentacle. <laughs> he, he will run away from the green tentacle. <laughs> ah! I don't play any instruments. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's all you're screaming at the green tentacle as you're running away from. I don't play any instruments. Oh, oh man. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, in the Day of the Tentacle, which is the sequel to this game, which we haven't talked about, but it's a sequel that didn't come out on the NES. Or at least I don't think it came out on the NES. Um, his they reveal his last name, and his last name is Bernoulli. Bernard Bernoulli. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bernard Bernoulli, like. Uh, the famous mathematician and oh. physics guy. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Bernoulli's mm-hmm. principle, okay. okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Bernoulli's equations and whatnot. We won't get into that. That's you we'll want to get that. into Let's get into that. Let's talk about that for a while. No, I'm joking. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's summer break. I'm not taking my classes right now. I don't want to deal with Bernoulli. Why? Let's, okay. let's, let's stick with Razor, the lead singer for the punk band Razor and the Scumettes. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the references to scum and in the game. Yeah, yeah, she's she's basically just the uh, female version of Sid. Correct. So, Sid and Razor could, should get together. I, who says they haven't? Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Sid Sid is actually based on a on a magazine, uh, the magazine Edge. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a British magazine. Uh, she is actually based on Gary Winnick's girlfriend. Oh. Who's apparently a, a hamster killer. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't... Uh, okay. Yeah. Then you, then you got the beach bum, Jeff Woody. Jeff Woody. Does he drive He's a Woody? He's a surfer dude. Probably. He's a surfer dude. Because I think that was big in like, the surfing culture was driving Woody, right? Am Probably. I incorrect in that? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, Jeff Woody. He uh, he can also fix the telephone, so he's he's useful if you don't want to take Bernard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, who wants to take Bernard? Take 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 Woody. Um I give you one guess at uh, the name of the Green Tentacles dream band. Or his the name of his rock band. Oh my god. Um Eight legs. I don't know. No, it's GT and the suction cups. <laughs> GT, green yeah, tentacle. G- yeah, green tentacle. He goes by GT whenever he's uh, in, the, in the band. <laughs> GT and the suction cups. The unsuccessful. Uh, there know, should be a there should be a behind the music about GT and the suction cups. Yeah. See, the, there's. There's the green tentacle and the purple tentacle in this game. The green tentacle actually can be your friend as long as you don't make him jealous. All right. The purple tentacle is actually kind of like a bad guy. I think he's like the henchman. Yeah. Who guards the lab. Right. But there's a there's a there's a ton of different endings in this game. Well, I don't. Maybe I shouldn't say ton, but there's a lot of different endings in this game. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. One of which is the Meteor Police, which is you call the Meteor Police and have them arrest the Meteor. 
<laughs> and there's there's two sub endings within that. One where Dave survives and one where Dave dies. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And Dr. Fred says, I'm sorry my mad plan cost your boyfriend his life. How can I repay you for what I've done? Hey, I could build a machine to bring him back to life, but that's another story. Ha 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 ha. And Sandy <laughs> says, great, dot dot dot. Which I think the dot 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 after that kind of insinuates, great. Like, don't bring him back. I don't want to deal with that guy anymore. I want to go get with Sid. Yeah, he can't even save me. Yeah. I'd rather be with Bernard Bernoulli. Anyway. Um, another one is uh, you can get rid of the meteor in Ed's car. <laughs> and when you do this, you'll see a screenshot of the meteor in space who apparently managed to get out of the trunk and is now driving the car and having a good time. <laughs> Just having a great time. <laughs> uh, and then there's a there's maybe my personal favorite, the talk show ending. Yeah, the the with wink, yeah, and the meteor. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Where uh, it requ- you have to have Wendy in your in your team so mm-hmm. she can get the manuscript all nice and tweaked. Um, I've got the, you have, I've got if, it if you out have, here. Oh, you got it out? Okay. Well, they you can also have an even better ending of the talk show if you have Wendy and Bernard, Bernard in your team. Uh-huh. But, but uh, yeah, so basically, uh, if you, um, if you get the, if you get Wendy to, if you get the manuscript and everything worked out, and you get the talk show ending, uh, the meteor and Dave, Dave's the host and he's talking to the meteor. Uh, it's on the Wink Smiley talk show. Is the, the name uh-huh. of the talk show. So Justin, take it away. Okay. Or sh- or do you want to play each part? Do you have the script too? I guess I guess it's not Dave. It's it's Wink Smiley. It's right? Wink Smiley. Yeah. Wink okay, Smiley. You, you be Wink Smiley, and I'll be the meteor. There's just two uh-huh. lines, right? Right. Okay. Welcome back from our break. We've been talking with celebrity rock who gave up a life of crime for a career as a writer. So, Mr. Meteor, how does it feel to be famous instead of infamous? Well, Wink, it feels great. <laughs> but I couldn't have done it alone. Okay, the screen then pans to the wings. If Dave is still alive, you will see Sandy in there. If Dave is dead, you will see Sandy and one of the other kids. So, it's just basically, mm-hmm. the Meteor says, Well, Wink, it feels great, but I couldn't have done it alone. And then it shows the kids that helped. Mm-hmm. Save yeah. Me. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, the 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 the, be, the the bonus part of the ending, if you have Wendy and Bernard, is mm-hmm. uh, you call the meteor police and yeah. do the talk show at the same. You do both of them, and like mm-hmm. during the talk show, the meteor police comes and arrests <laughs> the meteor. <laughs> it says, "Yeah," and he says, "I don't care if you're reformed. You're still coming with me." Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. Great. Yeah, it's great. I don't know. This game is just—it's hilarious. I just—I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably stop talking about it, though. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that we've inspired all of our listeners to play this game. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I think everyone should. I don't. I don't know how much it goes for, but uh, try to pick it up. If you can't pick it up for NES, just play it on PC. I know that's blasphemous for the two dudes and a NES show to play. But mm-hmm. They're to say, but just pick it up on PC. It's probably pretty cheap on PC. Yeah. But it's, it's a great game. It must be played. Right. Yeah. So, how about some uh, trophies? Now it's time for retrofitted trophies. Tom Arnold would be impressed that you made it this far in the podcast. Way to go! Mm-hmm. Well, I really only have one trophy. It's just the Tom Arnold would be impressed trophy for the comedy from this game. Because Tom Arnold, you know, is a comedy he's, yeah, he's a comedian. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. Um, I've got Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And that <laughs> it is, is... It does kind of have a Scooby-Doo feel to it. Yeah, it yeah, it does. And that is um, Call the Meteor Police and get, get the Meteor Police ending. Is Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And then um, I've got one for the talk show ending, and that was David Letterman would be impressed. Ooh. If you get the talk show ending, it's called David Letterman would be impressed. Or you could be like Mari. Mari? Oh yeah, Mari would be impressed. The uh, well, you, you could be um, 
You are not the father, Trophy. Oh, I like that. You are not the father. Or you are the father. Okay, I'm switching. It's you are not the father, Trophy. And that, <laughs> and that goes to get in the talk show. We right. should come up with one more trophy. What was the what was the middle one? The the uh, meteor drives the car in outer space. I don't even know what that one could be. Mm. Wasn't there a movie about cars driving in outer space? Uh, not that I can really think of. Um, how about uh, there was a movie about a cat in outer space? How about? Um, that the cat from outer space trophy and that goes to it's an old movie from like the 70s the cat from outer space okay S speaking of the cat from outer space real quick the tagline for that movie mm -hmm. mysterious visitor with unknown powers on our planet for supplies dot 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 a six pack of tuna <laughs> <laughs> he comes all the way down for a six pack of tuna <laughs> alright Okay. All right. So, yeah, there's our trophies. All right. Um, what's next? Rating? Mm -hmm. Give it a rating. Yeah. Now it's time for the game rating. I give this one a Q. Uh, let's give it. Uh, since it feels so much like Scooby Doo, let's give it a rating of a Scooby Doo character. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Shaggy. Just because yeah. Shaggy's hilarious and this game's hilarious. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Velma. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Why Velma? Um. <laughs> you just like to say the word Velma? I just I really just wanted to say Velma. Okay, now I'll go I'll go with uh, I'll go with Fred Fred Jones. Okay. Because I think Dave, the main characters. This okay. is not. A, this has nothing to do with the range of the game. Dude. Yours kind of did. Well, okay. I go with Fred because he's just a. He's a trendsetter. <laughs> he's a trendsetter. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, what's the blue, the girl with the? Blue? Okay, you can't name them all. <laughs> no, what's the, no, I like I like the trendsetter theme I'm going with here. What's the uh, the girl with the blue dress or pantsuit or whatever? Daphne, Daphne. <laughs> it's a dress. I don't think it's a pantsuit, is it? I don't know what it is. What is it? I haven't seen a picture of it. Oh, it's a purple dress. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a green scarf. Right, I'm going with Daphne because she's a trendsetter and this game started a whole trend of games. The yeah. point and clicks. Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. Alright. Yeah. Since you've about... named all the Scooby-Doo characters except Scooby-Doo, we can move on to feedback. Or we might as well just go ahead and say Scooby-Doo is the rating for this game, too. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. he's a dog. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. Yeah, that's a really bad rating segment, wasn't it? Well, it's alright. So what are we doing, feedback? Yeah. Now it's time for listener feedback, where you, the listener, come to the rescue of today's podcast. Alrighty. You got you got it pulled up. Pulling it up. Excuse me while I whip this out. Let's see, I I have it pulled up now too. Okay, go ahead. All right, I will do the first one from uh, the Retro Junkies forums, mm -hmm. where we have a forum. This one is from this guy, who is actually named this guy. Nice. Uh, he says, if you don't put the hamster in the microwave, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> although although I've heard that that only works in the original NES version and the later one, later one censored it out. Right. If you want the true Maniac Mansion experience, you need to play it on Commodore 64 or some other form of computer. The NES version, while great, is heavily edited. This is a really offensive and humorous game. Mm -hmm. So he likes it, but he says, don't play it on the NES. I say play it on whatever you can get. But. Right. And then we have 8-Bit Baz says, Oh, wow, Maniac Mansion. I do remember my friend renting it for a weekend and playing, his, playing it round his... Playing it round. I don't know. His friend rented it and played it. 
Unfortunately, mm -hmm. though my memory of the actual game is a little shaky after all these years, with only one Saturday noon Saturday afternoon experience, the the uh, it, although it does go along the lines of many of the Lucas Arts games like Monkey Island, for example, I think I remember Maniac Mansion being a point-and-click adventure. This is a game I really need to get around to playing in the near future. Yes, Baz, you do mm -hmm. you do need to play this game. Right. Please. Play it quick. Yeah, play it quick. You, you don't have much time. Um, right, go get it. Jay Jorgensen says, I've never played this game, but either the Angry Video Game Nerd or the Happy Video Game Nerd did a review on it, and I wanted to play it ever since. I love a good thinking challenge. Right. Uh, yes, Jay. I don't know. I don't see the Angry Video Game Nerd or the Happy Video Game Nerd, which I didn't even know there was a Happy Video Game Nerd, but you should play this game. And then Tony Interp says, Day of the Tentacle is ten times better, which, uh, maybe. Um, uh, the No Swear Gamer says, this episode should have multiple endings. Which, maybe, maybe, maybe it will. Uh, Russell Lyman says, nice, should have uh, saved this till October. Uh, I popped this in my NES a few weeks ago, played it a few hours, and then got stuck. The story was pretty out there. Reminded me of the Rocky Horror Picture Show a bit. Definitely a classic, though. Have fun with it, guys. Yeah, right. we maybe maybe we should have waited till October, but I think the Friday the 13th theme works pretty well. You mean Saturday the 14th? No. Oh, no. No, right. Um, I also put up a questionnaire whose... Who was your favorite character in the game? And Razor. Razor is the favorite character of, oh. of our listeners. Of course. Uh, Eric. I could have seen that being Dave. Eric, really. Eric Purcell says, I would really have liked to have voted for the Green Tentacle. Yeah. I know you don't play as him, but I still have love for him. He is pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, Aaron Hickman says Michael because he's the coolest character in the game and because he's named after one of the hosts on Two Dudes the the better host on Two Dudes actually the best person in the world I'm making all this I'm making I'm making all this yeah I'm making all this no he just says he's he's the coolest character in the game. he yeah. said he even used his theme as a ringtone nice and he never gets respect or he gets no respect seriously why isn't he on the cover? I have a theory about why he isn't on the cover. It's because... What's your theory? George Lucas is a racist. <laughs> That's a pretty strong accusation you're throwing out there. Well, what, what, I, it's pretty obvious, I think. Okay. Uh, you're going to get an angry letter. Case in point, I have, I, I have two points to make that perhaps would solidify this, Okay. Point number okay. one, Michael's not on the cover of Maniac Mansion. Point number right. two, Jar Jar Binks. I don't get it. It's, he's, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he's a racist. Jar Jar Binks. Think about Jar -Jar it. Jar Jar Binks is a racist? Think about it. No, Jar Jar Binks is not a racist. George Lucas is a racist, and he created Jar Jar Binks. Alright, this is, this is taking a bad path. I think we're going to have to move on. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, the No Swear Gamer agrees with Eric. Green Tentacle all the way. I guess I should have put the Green Tentacle as an option. Philip Vaughn. Yeah. Philip Vaughn likes Ed and Ted, and Bernard because Bernard's so useful. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Sean Tiedemann says my favorite game had the C sixty four version. So much fun. And Steve Grunberger says agreed. Awesome game. That's pretty much it on the feedback. Yeah. Maybe I'll edit so all out. In all, maybe, maybe I'll edit out me uh, calling <laughs> calling George Lucas <Lincoln> Roses. <laughs> okay. Probably not. But... No, I'd say leave it. Uh, we also have two bits of iTunes feedback, and this will wrap us up on feedback. Two bits, four bits, a bit of dollar. Just two bits. Just two bits. Okay, let's do this. We have a five star from Justin Dewey, aka Goose, mm -hmm. from Top Gun, 
Maybe. Maybe. Uh, he says, very good and safe for workplace or family listening. Great reviews of the games we grew up with without nostalgia binders on. Nice to hear how the games are remembered versus how they are looked at now. Keep up the good work, dudes. Thank you, Jesse. Yep. And then we have one from... It was not me. It was not me, by the way. No, Justin's last name is not Dewey. And he does not go by <laughs> he does not go by Goose. I could go by Goose. Talk to me, Goose. Does that mean I get to be Maverick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, the next one is from Brian Breaker. From mm-hmm. he says, I'm Brian Breaker from Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We also discuss games as well as wrestling, movies, TV shows, and pop culture. I like the concept of this show immediately, especially as a retro gamer. Gives me great ideas on games to get. Keep up the good work. I see what you did there, Brian. I see what you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see your motive. Uh, your little uh, shout out. <laughs> your little self promo in st- mm-hmm. in the style of an iTunes five star rating. Mm-hmm. And all I have to say about that is, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, and by the way, Brian, uh, the announcer spot that we do is open to anybody. So I've not listened to your podcast or your show of any kind, your power hour. I don't even know what it is. I'm assuming it's a podcast. But if you want to promote yourself on our show, feel free to send us an email, uh, nesdudes at outlook.com, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll give you some details on how you can be an announcer that goes for anybody, too, listening, by the way. If you have anything you want to promote or if you just want to be an announcer because you think it's cool, uh, send us an email. I'll, I'll give you the details on how to do it. We don't care. Anybody can be an announcer. We love having very different announcers. So. You can just shout out yourself. Yeah, you can just say, I'm you can just such say and such. hey, I'm such and such. I, I'm i pretty cool, dude. And then, and then give us our other announce, announce our other segments. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, I guess that's... Uh, pretty much it alright well you can find us on nesdudes.com which uh, you can find little tidbits about the show and you can listen to all of our shows there also download if you're an android user download the two dudes in the mess app pretty sweet app keep up with what we're doing on social media as well as our website mm-hmm there's also a Retro and, Junkies app that I designed that I feel like is better than the NES Dudes and better than the Two Dudes app. How dare you? I know. I didn't mean to do it, but for some reason, I guess because there's more content, I don't know. But it's better than mm-hmm. our app. But I designed both of them, so mm-hmm. it's okay. Sweet. All right. All right. And we got, like a, we got a phone number. Follow us on, yeah, call us on our line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot the phone number, though. Uh, it's 775-7-RETRO-1. Sweet. All right. And then uh, we'll play it on the show if we can figure out it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still, uh, well, we haven't gotten a call yet, so somebody needs to give us a call so we can then figure out how to use it. <laughs> exactly. So call us first, right. and then we'll figure out how to use it. Sweet. All right, here comes the noises for the next game. Enjoy. Goodbye. So you can find us on, uh, you know, iTunes and Stitcher and Podomatic and Facebook and Twitter. Right, right. Like us on Facebook or, you know, do that stuff. That's awesome. Whoa, wait a minute. What are we doing? Oh, this is an alternate ending. Sweet. Yeah, you know. This game has alternate endings. I figure we do an alternate ending. You know, I you read the feedback or you read the uh, the shout out stuff. I'll read the shout out stuff. All right. And then it's it's like the alternate ending. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, people can uh, I, you know, get really technical with their if they're really good at me- mm-hmm. you know mixing up sound. They can actually piece this piece out and put it in the other spot, and then they'll have a different ending nice. to our show. That would be totally worth it for them too. Yeah, <laughs> or they could just, <laughs> or they could just listen and wait after right. the uh, after the music. I, I, this is also a good test to see who how many people actually listen after the tunes right. for yeah. the next week's game. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. See, uh-huh. see. I'm not going to mention that we did this. We're just going to see who uh, who's been listening. Of course, you know the thing about alternate endings on podcasts is the podcast tells you how long the show is. Yeah. So they're going to say that it's a little long at the end. Right, right. Remember how CDs used to have hidden songs? Yeah, I was just about to and bring you didn't that up. Know that they were there though, because unless you had like a CD player that told you how long that last song was. Yeah, I always loved it whenever I popped a CD in and I had one of those CD players that told you how long the song was. I was like, oh, it's a 12-minute song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get an extra song, song at there. the end. Yeah. All right, well, here comes the noises for next week's game. Yeah, okay. Here we go. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs>